Well, you would have heard lately a lot of news coverage about nations facing the huge challenge of a declining and ageing population. For the first time in decades, deaths outnumbered births in China. In Japan, they're set to lose 38 million people by uh, 2060, while in South Korea, the population is expected to shrink to 38 million by 2070, down from roughly 52 million last year. And uh, for our part, in Australia, our population well, it's still growing, predicted to reach 31 million by 2040. And the government is keen to maintain certainly the flow of new migrants, in part to fill a yawning skills gap. What are your thoughts on this? I'd love to hear from you. There was a very divisive conversation a few years ago, the sort of the big Australia conversation, the small Australia conversation. A lot of those kinds of uh, ideas linked to certain lobby groups, it's probably, probably fair to say. But given we've had the pandemic and the slowdown in Australian population, uh, do you think you want to keep it the same? Or do you think there is room for more and uh, to fill those skill shortages? The text line's open, 0418 uh, there's this text on the text line, Afternoon Andy, on your discussion on immigration, can there be at least some balance? Well, haven't even started yet, but anyway. Uh, we always get told of the benefits of immigration, of which there are many, but can there be at least some acknowledgement that the influx of migrants puts pr uh, upward pressure on rents and downward pressure on wages at the lower end? Uh, this one too, a skills shortage is no surprise with the ever-increasing price of rent prohibiting many from being able to study, importing workers is a temporary fix to an ever-inflating issue. Uh, and this one too, no thanks, uh, support uh, people where they live. This constant growth only helps uh, businesses like Harvey Norman and developers, not the community here struggling to get housed and have decent employment. Real mix of opinions there. What is your opinion? 0418 is the text line. Well, a new survey is out tomorrow, and get this, has found that just 18% of Australians support a return to pre-pandemic levels of immigration. Dr Bob Birrell is the president of the Australian Population Institute, which conducted this survey. Uh, good afternoon to you, Bob. What did this survey tell you about our changing attitudes towards Australia's population? Well, we've been doing uh, an annual survey now for some years, Andy, on on this issue, and uh, this survey was was in the field in September last year. And that was at a time when there was a a, um, a real scare about skill shortages. It was at the time of the skills summit when Labor first announced it was going to uh, take a series of decisions to push up the, the intake of migrants, particularly skilled migrants. Um, so when asked the question, um, as you indicated, only 18% of voters said that they favoured um, a return to pre-pandemic or big Australia levels. And we asked another question, broader question, about how they felt. Do they think that Australia needs more people or not? And only 35% only of um, voters said they thought Australia needs more people. Uh, I just want to clarify something because uh, were the respondents worried about migration numbers or the overall size of Australia? Because they're, they're two different things. Yes, well, we asked a, a, a wide range of questions designed to, to uh, elucidate an answer to that question. And um, what, what we can say is, is that, that there is a... 
a high degree of sensitivity and maybe two-thirds of uh, Australian voters about the uh, quality of life implications of high migration. I'm referring to congestion, housing prices, uh, competition for access to hospitals and so on. And um, most of those people, as I say, some two-thirds of the electorate, also indicate um, a, a, a desire not to see migration return to its previous levels. So I'm not saying that's the only factor in shaping their, their judgments, but there's certainly a strong relationship between concern about congestion and um, housing prices and so on and negative feelings about um, high migration. So when you did this survey last year, you mentioned that it was the height of the you know, labour shortages. I'm curious that that alone was not enough of a reason to sway the average, and I think your survey included 3,000 people, to sway them uh, about the benefits of an, an increased population. Is that, is that because at the time they were sort of responding to the government's messaging over uh, increasing the migration intake or, or not? No, no, Andy. I think I think there's a, a well-established mindset within um, most of the electorate, particularly amongst non-graduates. When confronted with this kind of issue, their first response is to say, "We should be training our own." Um, uh, 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 similarly, when it comes to questions about whether we should be promoting an Australian manufacturing or we should remain a free trade nation. Uh, big majorities have a mindset to say, no, it's time for us to become more self-reliant. So they, yeah, yeah it's a pretty firm view, I think, and uh, uh, the, the tension should be training our own. Um, and and we've, we've picked this up before, and notwithstanding the, the, um, the high level of media at the time and, and um, business concerns about shortages of skills, uh, it didn't affect voters' attitudes much at all. If you just tuned in, Dr. Bob Birrell, he's here. He's the president of the Australian Population Institute at Monash University. We're talking about population growth and whether um, Australia needs a larger population or perhaps you think it happy with how it is now. Uh, the text line's here, 0418 You're right, Bob, there is a lot of people who automatically connect the idea of, uh, you know, fostering a skills within the existing population, like they're kind of mutually exclusive. Well, what do you think about this argument that uh, a larger migration or a larger uh, population is sort of lazy growth, that, uh, you know, employers and for that matter, developers can kind of rely on that because it's cheap labour costs? What was your view on that? Yeah, well, my 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 personal view, and this is this wasn't explored in the uh, in the survey. Uh, uh, Australia is now a a um, a commodity based economy, so our our well being is almost entirely dependent on our success in selling commodities into the international marketplace. And um, because we have embraced a, a free trade regime, most of our internationally competitive industry is gone. Um, and so it doesn't make much sense from the point of view of, of per capita economic growth or well-being to be just adding uh, very large numbers, but the highest rate of, of, of population growth in the developed world when 
the uh, the end to which all these people are being put is just providing additional services for a larger population. So, so um, I, I I don't think there's a very strong economic case for um, for more people, at least not while we maintain uh, our commitment to. Uh, selling commodities and there's little realistic prospect of developing manufacturing industry that can compete internationally. Uh, Just lastly, your survey also found uh, in regards to the idea of increasing uh, immigration uh, in order to enhance Australia's ethnic diversity uh, at 28% were in favour. Was that a response you expected, higher or lower than previous surveys? No, that's been a long-standing um, attitude within the electorate, we could trace that back um, to, to, the, to the disputes about multiculturalism in the 90s. And uh, most people are relatively tolerant about the notion of extra extra migrants and 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 and, and believe that we should give new arrivals a fair go, regardless of where they come from. But um, very few, including most. Migrants themselves endorse the idea that we should embrace the idea of increasing our diversity. And just lastly, Bob, I mean, what do you hope the federal government considers of this survey in terms of policy making uh, as we get through this pandemic? What's the one thing that you hope policymakers will listen to? Unfortunately, um, the Labor government has responded to the pressure from business interests to bring in an additional workforce rapidly as possible and um, and, and was, have decided to pursue that agenda. And the other, uh, the, the other decision they made, which I think probably interests your listeners, is that the government has also decided that, that uh, instead of regarding our overseas student industry as an export industry designed to bring people, train them here and send them home, they're going to, um, the policy objective is to turn the overseas student industry into an adjunct of our labour supply. In other words, prioritise um, overseas students who are trained here in, in uh, access to permanent residence. Yeah, that has been a, a little bit of a self-reliance, uh, if you like. You, the promise of education uh, also comes with the, perhaps the promise of cheaper labour. Uh, we'll have to leave it there. Dr Bob Birrell is the President of the Australian Population Research Institute. Good afternoon to you, Bob. Thank you, Andy. On the text line, just a couple further thoughts from you. Uh, this one from Annette in Elwood. She says, the big Australia population push is a Ponzi scheme pushed by business interests. More people equals more consumption, more supermarkets, etc. Uh, she says the Australian Financial Review consistently pushes it in its editorials. No consideration of sustainability and quality of life for future generations. Uh, this one too from Evelyn for a regional perspective here. Hi, Andy. Our regional areas are short of people to support better services like hospitals and schools. Small countries are more vulnerable to big neighbours. More population would help making things here. Uh, We need to develop manufacturing related to renewables.